0: All right, it's good to see everyone. If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to Psalms 100, Psalms 100, and um, we're kind of preaching a a little bit of a standalone message today, and um, it's just the idea today of Thanksgiving. So look to your neighbor and say, Thanksgiving. Now look to your other neighbor and say, that's right, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay, very good. Praise the Lord. All right, Psalms chapter 100. It says this, it says, uh, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to God and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I'm just going to read that again so that you guys can just really take it in. It says, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Can you guys give me a shout? Oh, yeah. One more time. Give me a shout. Woo! All right. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Lord, thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it's powerful and I thank you that it's true and I thank you that we can hold on to it and that it does not change. And God, I thank you for all your promises in Scripture. And I thank you that we can shout for joy and that we can worship you and serve you with gladness, God. And I, I, I just thank you that um, we can enter your your your, your uh, gates with thanksgiving and uh, your courts with praise. And I thank you that you're good and that your love endures forever. And I thank you for your faithfulness, which continues through all generations. And I pray today that you will use uh, me, this... Uh, imperfect vessel to bring about your word, and I pray that you will once again use your spirit to, um, just convict us and change us and transform us, Father. I pray that your word will, um, just do its work. We know that it's living and active, and it's sharper than a double-edged sword, and, um, That can be difficult sometimes because if something's double-edged, it it brings blessing, but also it can, truth can hurt. And uh, God, again, I just pray that you minister this morning in your holy name. Amen. So here we are in Psalms chapter 100. Um, You know, it's interesting, in my Bible at least, it doesn't say the name of the author of of the psalm. But most scholars believe that this was written by Moses. So it wasn't written by David, it was written by Moses. And um, they actually believe that he wrote uh, Psalms 90 all the way through Psalms 100. And it's interesting because as you read the Psalms, as you get closer to, so there's 150 chapters in the book of Psalms, as you get closer to the end of, of Psalms, uh, there's this idea of praise that keeps on coming up, and uh, it becomes more repetitious and more repetitious, and it's praise, praise, praise. It's almost like, have you ever been at the fireworks? And at the very beginning, you're you're listening and you're watching, and it's like, Pew, phew, 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 phew. then the one that doesn't go, and then Pew, and. Pew. So, so it's like almost you're, you're at the fireworks. And you know at the end of the fireworks, how it's like the big production and suddenly... So it's almost like that with the Psalms. Like you kind of see praise going up and it's... And, and, and as you're getting closer, suddenly it's like the big finale and you see praise, 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 praise. And you see this in the Psalms as it gets closer... To the end of the book, there's this idea of praise and praise and praise and praise and praise and praise. And it's interesting because actually Moses, when you look at his Psalms, from Psalms chapter 90 to Psalms chapter 100, there's a lot of focus on praise and there's a lot of focus on God's presence and there's a lot of focus on uh, God being our dwelling place and God being our refuge. And um, it's kind of interesting when I think about Moses because I think about you know, he is someone that definitely had experience in the presence of God. You know, you think about him uh, going up on Mount Sinai and him with the tent of meeting and him on Mount Sinai and getting the instructions for the tabernacle and speaking to God face to face. And so he was someone that really knew about the presence of God. And so really the question that this psalm kind of asks is, how should we come into God's presence? Have you thought about that before? How should you come into God's presence? How should you come to church? Have you thought about that before? Like, how, like, like I, so I've been a pastor now for, man, over 20 years, which is crazy. And I've seen some crazy people come to church before. And we've seen some intense, Judy knows what I'm talking about. At the church that I, I used to, we'd have some crazy people. One time, there was a guy who was church sleeping in our church bus. And uh, he came out, and uh, uh, yeah, that was fun. One time we had a lady who went up behind the baptismal and was standing behind the baptismal with her hands outstretched during the middle of service. So, so how do you come into his presence, right? Like, uh, like, I think you could have a lot of different responses to this. You know, when I come into God's presence, do I come into God's presence and do, um, do I look very nice like Mr. Andrew with the black shirt and the, you know, combed beard? I don't know. Like, 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 when I come into God's presence, how do I come into his presence? You know, like, like, is there a specific way I should act? Is there a specific way I should dress? Is there a specific way I should... I don't even know. Like, is it, like, like how should I come into God's presence? And I think if you go to different churches, you might get different responses to this answer. You know, again, some, some places might say, when you come... We want you to dress a certain way. And, and we, we believe that you can come as you are here at Taylor Christian. So you can even come in your pajamas if you want to. Yes. Um, but but so, so some churches might believe that you have to do certain things or go through certain rituals or, or whatnot. But how do you come into God's presence? And so this is what it says. Let's take a little bit closer look at it. It says, and, and actually it's interesting because this passage of Scripture is actually even used um, in churches today, they sing it as, um, as people come in. So, so, so let's take a closer look. So how should I come into God's presence? It says, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him in joyful song. So I, I, when, like, when was the last time you shouted for joy in the presence of the Lord? I mean, maybe, maybe, it, was, maybe it was just today. You know, sometimes you guys, I, I hear you guys get excited, excited during worship. But, but shout for joy or make a joyful noise. It, it mentions joy twice. Shout for joy. Songs of joy. Um, it, it, I don't know. Like, I think sometimes when we think of church, we think that church should be really solemn. And we think that church should be very serious we must straighten our tie, our children must be seen and not heard. But it says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. But it's interesting. I, I think shouting for joy, shouting, like, like, I remember we, we did youth ministry for a while and, and during one, one point of, of the youth ministry, we had about 90% boys. And the, the thing that they love to do is they would love to just while I was preaching, start shouting and running around in circles. Praise the Lord, I'm not in youth ministry anymore. I'm sorry, Nate, but they would they 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 would run and they'd run and they put their arms like this and they just shout and make. But so 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 so, so, just, so just to be clear, we're not talking about just shouting for no reason. We're not talking about shouting just to be heard. But but the type of shout here, I would argue, is a powerful declaration of the glory of God. It's a powerful, joyous declaration of the power of God. Now, for some of us here this morning, this might seem kind of foreign. It might seem strange to shout in powerful declaration of the glory of God. But, 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 but in ancient times, people would often do this in the presence of their king. They would often do this in the presence of their king. In fact, there's a story back in the book of Numbers that speaks of a prophet by the name of Balaam. And Balaam was hired by uh, a man named Balak uh, to curse the people of Israel. And, uh, and Balak hires him and he, he gives him a bunch of money to do this. And, and Balaam, uh, and, 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 and Balaam uh, stands up and, and tries to curse the people of Israel instead of cursing it. He blesses it. And Balak is like, what are you doing? How, how, like, I, I, I paid you to curse them, but you blessed them. And then he did it a second time. He stood up to curse them, and instead of cursing them, he blessed them. And in Numbers chapter 23, verse 21, it says, No misfortune is seen in Jacob. No misery observed in Israel. The Lord their God is with them. The shout... Can you guys shout with me? Yeah, the shout... For the Lord has, uh, for shout, the shout of the king is among them. So let me read that again. No misfortune is seen in Jacob, no misery observed in Israel. The Lord their God is with them. The shout of the king is among them. Joyful shout was a a joyful declaration of the glory of the Lord. It was a shout. of joy in the presence of the king. In the book of Joshua, when the people of Israel came out of uh, the desert and they crossed the Jordan River and they came up to the city of Jericho and they marched around it and they marched around it and they marched around it. In Joshua chapter six, it says, the seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout for the Lord has given you the city. In Psalms chapter 47 verse 1 it says, clap your hands all you nations, shout to God with cries of joy. In Psalms chapter 118 verse 15 it says, shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done many things. I guess I want to remind you this morning that you can shout For joy because the Lord has given you victory. You can shout for joy this morning because it's a declaration of the glory of the Lord. You can shout this morning. Thank you. You can shout. A joyful sound and a joyful noise. How should we come into his presence? Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord. With gladness. Now, 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 it, it, it's interesting. Worship the Lord with gladness. My old friend, King James, says it like this. He says, serve the Lord with gladness. Worship, serve. It's kind of, it's, they're kind of similar, but they're maybe not exactly the same thing. Worship or serve. So, so I actually went back and I took the look, took a look at the, um, original word here that is used in scripture, the Hebrew word that's used here. For worship. And the word is actually ibdu. Can you look to your neighbor and say ibdu? Ibdu. Yeah, it's used nine times throughout the Old Testament. Nine times. Um, Nine times it's used. It's used in relation to worship. It's used in relation to serving. And it's actually also used in relation to work. Worship. Serving. Serving. Work. I got to be honest. Sometimes it's exciting when I come in to the presence of the Lord. It, like when I come to church or, or when I get my, my elevation music going or I, I, I get my, mu- I get my music going, I get excited. It's, it, sometimes it's easy for me to, to praise the Lord and to worship the Lord with gladness. Anyone else here this morning? Is it easy for you to, to worship the Lord and like, like, like when you, when you come into the corporate setting and there's other people worshiping and you see people praising and you get so excited, it's easy sometimes. But, um, I don't know if it's as easy to serve the Lord with gladness. And I don't know if it's as easy, it might be even more difficult than that, to work for the Lord with gladness. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I think sometimes, um, sometimes I think, um, like, have you ever seen someone that, that serves the Lord, but maybe they serve the Lord begrudgingly? Or, or, or maybe that you, you've seen someone and they serve the Lord from a place of hurt. Or, or, or maybe um, they're serving the Lord, but they're busy. Man, life is busy, isn't it? And, and it's, it's almost like it's almost like it's 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 like they're, it's almost like the Mary and Martha situation where where Martha is serving and but she's kind of doing it be, almost like be, begrudgingly or, or or maybe maybe I'm thinking about Jonah in, in in the Old Testament like like the Lord spoke to him and he heard and he was like you know what I'm gonna actually take I'm gonna jump on this Carnival cruise and go in the opposite direction of where God has called me to go. I don't. I don't know. So sometimes I think. Sometimes I think serving the Lord, working for the Lord, with gladness is a difficult thing. You know what I'm talking about? I think it's difficult. Like it's difficult if maybe you're here this morning and people have taken advantage of you, or or maybe you're here this morning and um, there's past hurt or there's unresolved conflict. You know. I, 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 I... I don't know if you're here this morning, and and maybe you hear the word serving, worshiping the Lord with gladness, and you think, I I just don't know if I can serve him with gladness. I can serve him, but maybe I'm going to serve him but grudgingly i'm going to worship him but i'm going to there's a lot of things that are on my mind pastor evan you just don't understand what these people did to me you just don't understand the hurt i've gone through a uh, brother john just caused me so, so much hurt sister sister mildred just hurt me so much uh, they sla- i i i, I it, it, it's hard for me to even to come come to church anymore i have a hard time coming into the presence of god i don't know if anyone's ever been like that before you know, we, we served at a, a church many years ago where the, the pastor was very um, aggressive and belittling. And I remember coming to church, and I was, I was in the right place, but my heart was not there. Like, I'd come, and I'd try to worship, and I was just focused on the wrong things. Like as I'm worshiping, I'm, I'm thinking about the things that this person said to me, or I'm thinking about the things, the hurt that the person said. And maybe, maybe you're with me this morning. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Like worshiping the Lord with gladness sometimes can be difficult because of life. Because of you know, maybe your spouse did something crazy, or maybe your mom did something bad, or or, or, or maybe fi- and, 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 and worship, finding a reason to worship Him with gladness can be difficult. But he says, "Listen." He says, he says, "He says, shout for joy, worship the Lord with gladness, come before Him with joyful song." And I guess I maybe want to challenge you a little bit this morning. Maybe you're here this morning, and you're you're having you're having difficulties coming into His presence. And He actually kind of answers. What you need to do if, if you're having difficulty. I want to challenge you some, this morning that, that, that if you look through the scripture, I think that he is saying, when you look at verse 3, he says, worship him with gladness, come before him with song. But then he gives you the reason. Like maybe we're focusing on the wrong thing when we come into his presence. Have you thought about that before? Maybe we're focusing on the wrong things. Like Maybe we need to change our focus this morning. He says, worshiping with, with gladness. And then he gives the reason. He says, know that the Lord is God. So he's, he's not necessarily talking about your, your situation. He's not talking about the person that hurts you. He's not talking about your your spouse. He's not talking about your bad kids. He's not talking about your job. He's not talking about how um, your cryptocurrency dropped a bunch this week. He's not, he's not, talk, he's, he's not mentioning these different things. He's not, he's not, oh my God, my life is falling apart. Like but, but really what he does, he says, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship him with gladness. Be, come before him with joyful song. But you see how the focus is not on the problems, but the focus is on the Lord. The focus isn't on the spouse, the focus isn't on the job, the focus isn't on the stock market, the focus isn't on the hurt, the her- but the focus is on the Lord in this passage of scripture. He's like, you need to shout to the Lord because he has given you the victory. It's this glorious, de- glorious declaration of the glory of the Lord. You need to worship him with gladness, come before him with joyful song, and he kind of gives the reason why you can do that. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. He's, he, he, he got, he, he's like changing the focus for the readers. Know that the Lord is God. Amen? Is that, are you guys excited that the Lord is God? And, and know that it is he who He made us, and we are his. In fact, in Scripture it says that when he made us, it's not like he just kind of like came up with some type of random design and just kind of threw some stuff together. We're not here by some random chance of molecules that came together and atoms that bounced off of But it says that when he made us, he came down and he made us in his image. In fact, in Scripture it says that we are his masterpiece. We are His. Um, we are the work of his hands. It says that he breathed the breath of life into our nostrils. He made us and we are... We're, we're, we're not the enemies. We're not the enemies. Like the enemy might come in and he might try to steal, kill, kill, and destroy. But we are his. We're his this morning. We're his. And we are his people. And we are the sheep of his pasture. He's is, he is, he is, he is there to protect us and guide us and lead us and move us. Listen, you can shout for joy this morning. You can worship for gladness, not because of your circumstances, not because of your spouse or your job or whatever, but you can worship because he is God and he has made us and we are his. We're his people. We're the sheep of his pasture. And then he goes on to say, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with, with thanksgiving is that kind of a like would would you ever would you ever tell someone that 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 specifically why don't you enter the gates with thanksgiving in fact it sounds kind of weird doesn't it enter the gates with thanksgiving enter the gates with thanksgiving now um it's interesting because in in we're, we're kind of removed from this time you know in fact i'm trying to think the last uh what was it? King George was the last king that the, you know, before we became uh, the United States before uh, the Revolutionary War. Was it King George? I think it's King George. So it was like the last king that we had. And how many years was that? How many years ago was that? Like three hundred and some years, whatever. That was like the last king that we had. And now, now we have, you know, uh, the president and we have Congress and the Senate and whatnot. But so, so, so maybe this idea of like gates and courts and a, and, a, and, a, and 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 a king are kind of lost maybe in translation, but um, it's interesting. When you look at gates in the scripture, gates were prominent in ancient culture. Gates were a spot of wisdom and counsel. Judges were at the gates. Commerce happened at the gates. Uh, Cultures, it was like the culture center of the city at the gate. It It was a place of it's interesting because the gates symbolized the, symbolized the power of the city. So, if the city had big gates, it was, they, they, they knew that if big gates, big walls, that was kind of a big deal. Gates. Um, in fact, even today, if you go over to ancient cities, you can see remnants of the gates. But it, it was symbolic of power and authority. But once you made it past the gates of the city, there was another gate, it was a gate that went into the courts. And these were highly guarded. In fact, if you read the story of Esther, you can see that um, the, the king would only summon certain people that could be in his courts. And if people were in his courts courts that weren't supposed to be in the courts, the king actually had the power to, um, to kill them. The king had the power to do whatever he wanted to. And so it's actually pretty astounding when you think about all the kingdoms that we've ever seen and all the kings that have ever ruled and all the authorities that we've ever had. And they, 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 they fail in comparison to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So when you look at this passage of scripture, like, like the people who would have been reading it would have been like, wow, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with, pra- like, like we have a reason to praise this morning because we can come into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We have a reason to be excited this morning because um, we're we're, we're not stuck outside the city, we're not stuck outside the gates, but he has called us into his presence. Again, he's speaking of his presence. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I like what it says in Philippians chapter 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. The worship team can come back up. Let your gentleness be evident to all. And Actually, if we could sing the goodness of God, um, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is good. It is is he that made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to God and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You know, God, when he, I, I, I think God, when he calls us, he doesn't, Necessarily say, listen. Again, you have to look a certain way. You have to act a certain way. You have to do certain. He doesn't. But but he's like, listen. When you come into my presence, you should worship me with gladness. You should shout for joy, and you should enter in thanksgiving. You might be here this morning, you might say, man, I have not many reasons to be thankful. Man, life has been rough, life's been tough, life's been difficult. My kids have been acting up. Life seems hopeless. There seems to be despair everywhere that I look. We have corona. We have people getting sick we have unrest in the nation man i just i just don't know what to do and i want to encourage you this morning to change your focus remember that he, god made us that we are his we are his people we're the sheep of his pasture and that we can enter his gates with thanksgiving.